0: In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no god but Allah. Who came to us in the personage of Master Father Muhammad. We are indeed thankful for his coming. I was um, talking to um, a client. Some of you uh, don't know, but I work in uh, behavioral health with addiction. And I was talking to a client, and he was going through crisis. And he was pacing the floor, and going back and forth, and, and he was talking to me. And I said, brother, I said, do you, do you pray? He says, yeah, I, I pray. He said, but I don't know who I'm praying to. And I wanted to tell him if it worked. That was, you know, my job. But I'm so thankful that we don't stand in a place where we have to wonder who God is. He came to us and found us in a condition that Brother Umar talked a little bit about, but the scriptures describe it as we were dead, and he was able to put a word in our ear that brought us back to life. I thank Allah for Master Farad Muhammad and the great body of wisdom that he brought. You know, they say, and we'll talk about it a little bit today, that you can tell the tree by the fruit that it bears. Well, when we look at the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and we recognize that he only went to the third grade in education, but he was able to deliver a wisdom that perplexed the scholars of the world. Again, I was at work and I was talking to the sister and she was talking about Africa and she was talking about our condition in Africa. And I said, well, sister, you know, uh, we had a history higher than that. If you go back 50,000 years or more, you will find that we were not in the jungles of Africa. And I said that that was a product of our deviation. She said, deviation? I said, yes, we mutilized our bodies, we put uh, uh, stones in our lips and rings around our neck to stretch our necks longer. This was a condition that we went into absent the knowledge of God. I said, but you wouldn't know that from the books because it's revelation. I thank Allah for the honorable Elijah Muhammad and the revelation that he brought to us from God himself. And we would all be remiss if we didn't thank Allah for a man that not only has taught us, but has sacrificed his life so that we could be free. Let me say that again, differently. A man that is sacrificing his life so that we could all be free. You know, the enemy has come out now to attack the honorable minister Louis Farcon for the message that he delivered Savior's day. And I was telling my wife, I said, whoa, I said he took his time, which doesn't mean that he didn't have anything to say. It means that he planned carefully his response. And as the Honorable Minister Lewis Farcon challenged every aspect of life and human endeavor, he challenged the leaders of the world. He challenged the religious community. He challenged the political Community, but he also challenged us. The enemy has come with an equal response to challenge the leaders of the world, to challenge the politicians of the world. To challenge the influencers of the world, to challenge the media in the world today, that they should have a response to the word of the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan. This is why uh, we are thankful to the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan because he brings them out of their hiding places. With all of the things that are going on in the world, we can see. China positioning itself for war against India. We can see uh, Ukraine and Russia. We can see NATO now fueling the war that's going on in Europe. You now see South Africa, so African nations are coming into this war. We just seen the other day that Iran brought warships to the coastlines. I believe, of uh, Brazil. Correct me if I'm wrong, but to South America. So war going on all over the world of famine and hunger and strife going on all over the world. But the enemy understand that all of these things that are going on are insignificant. The most significant thing in the world today is the word that's coming out of the mouth of the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. So we are thankful to Allah for the minister and I want to greet all of you in their three great names and the greeting words of peace of Assalamu Alaikum. Yes, How y'all feel? Yes, so I pray this due to Allah. I am going to, with the help of Allah, and I pray that Allah helps me and guides me. I can't lie to you and tell you that I'm not nervous. And I was talking to a brother on the way in. He said, "Are you nervous?" I said, "Very much so, brother." I said I almost didn't show up, and and he laughed like you laughed, but no, for real. I, I you know, I was, uh, I thought about it, because after uh, I opened up by the grace of Allah on Sunday when I came down, uh, later on that day, Brother Haleen said, "Well, will you will you carry the lecture on Wednesday?" And I'm a soldier, and I said, "Yes, sir." But I didn't think about it. <laughs> Well, then then Sunday evening came around, and I said it. And when I said it, I heard it. And then Monday came around, and I was struggling to find my way. Sister Aisha, then Tuesday hit. I said, oh, man. So I was going to call him on Tuesday and say, well, brother, you know, maybe I, I need a little bit more time to prepare. But before I could call him, he called me. And it was as if Allah was having a conversation with him while I was having a conversation with Allah, telling Allah I was gonna get ready to call him. And he said, brother, I just called you to tell you that, you know, the believers are looking forward to the lecture on Wednesday night. <laughs> pray, be to Allah. So I said, oh, well, I guess I'm in this, huh? And I'm thankful to Allah for all of you. And I pray Allah that, uh, we get something out of it. Um, When the brother first asked me, uh, and I thank Brother Halim for asking me, Sister Aisha, you said this day would come. So I thank Allah for the brother for asking me. But when he asked me, I had been reading what Muslims believe. He said, what are you gonna talk about? What Muslims believe? Right away. But then when we were doing the video in the office He said something that sparked me. I said, oh, I'm not just going to, with Allah's help, talk about what Muslims believe. We are taught that our words count for nothing except they are carried into practice. So I want to read some of the words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farcon and some of his students, and I'm going to, with Allah's help, attempt to talk not just about our belief, but what our belief looks like when we carry it into practice. Because we cannot be satisfied as Muslims today just preaching the word. I mean, we got preaching down pat. (laughs) Some of the baddest preachers of the word of God in America and in the world are in the nation of Islam. There is no doubt about it. But there is a component of the word that we have to touch, and that is the component of the word that the word goes from being that which is spoken to that which is reality. And this is the power of God. He said, because in the beginning was the word. Is that right? Y'all all right? Yes, and the word was with God and the word was God. But then the word became flesh and dwelt among men. So we have to practice that those principles that will bring our belief into reality. So I'm going to read something to you and pardon me. I tried to make these letters very big so that I could read them. <laughs> and they got so big <laughs> that they didn't really fit on the page. So I said, well, let me put them on the page and then we, we'll work with it. Y'all all right if I take my time? Uh, Brother Umar said, How long you need? I said, Brother, right away, because I know I was going to take my time, right? Because I want to keep you all night. This word believe. We are called the believers. But to believe is to accept something as true. To feel sure of the truth of or hold something as an opinion, think, or suppose. When you look at the etymology of the word believe, it means to have faith or confidence in a person, to believe, to hold dear or valuable (coughs) or satisfactory, or to care, desire, or love. This is this word Believe, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gave a, gave us, oh I didn't bring it up here with me but I got it, he gave us study guides and Allah blessed me um, outside in the public to be able to teach from the study guides. If they invite me to talk to R.B.G., I teach from the study guys. If they invite me to talk from uh, or, or speak at on an uh, event for Comedic Spirituality, I come from the study guys, and I tell them not a room full of Muslims, but those who have not yet accepted Islam. This comes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and we were given a lecture one day and when we got done with the lecture brother who had been in the mosque many years ago he said that, he said that that was that's what they teach in the nation he said i, I gotta go back to the miles i said oh yes sir brother these are the study guides of the honorable minister lewis farcombe where he has broken down every uh, uh avenue of life and given it to us in a form that we can apply it And use it today. So I want to go into the study guide. And I want to go to a speech, uh, parts of a speech that he gave right here in Phoenix, Arizona. So those of us who don't have the study guide, I'm telling you, go get the study guide. Because, well, that's where we're coming from today. So I'm not giving you no heavy wisdom uh, from myself. I'm giving you right from the mouth of the man of God the minister gave this lecture called Self-Improvement is the Basis for Community Development. Now, we're trying to develop a community. But he's telling us before we can develop a community, we first have to improve on ourselves. Well, look at the world. The world has tried to build without improving the human beings that they're building for. So the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar, like a scientist and a mathematician studying the human condition, has given the world the solution to the world's problem. The world's problem solution ain't in how much you invest in war. It ain't in who's in office as the president or the city councilman. It ain't in the education uh, that you receive from Harvard or Yale or Princeton. It ain't in the legislator, the, the key to the problems of the world being solved as if you invest and improve on human beings. Because human beings are the best, all praise the due to Allah, human beings are the best and the brightest of Allah's creation. We are the only creature in existence that has the power to become God. Y'all didn't hear me. We are the only creatures in the existence that have the power to become God. But there is a process that we have to go through. So when the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar is delivering the self-improvement study God, what he's doing is breaking down the process to how you become God. Y'all don't hear me. We want to know how to be a good football player, how to be a good basketball player. We get on the court and we dribble and, dribble and dribble and we fascinated. Oh, LeBron, he shot a thousand shots. Oh, Kobe, he shot this many shots. But that's learning how to dribble a basketball. That's learning how to throw a football. How many hours should we invest in becoming better human beings today than we were yesterday? <clears throat> so here's what he says. He talks about human life, and the minister says, human life has a predetermined goal. The predetermined goal of all human life is not to walk the streets of Phoenix with dope, hey Phoenix, no hope, no direction, no guidance. The predetermined, now listen to this. I didn't say determined, but predetermined. Before you came into existence, there was a goal set for your life. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. Before you came into existence, there was a goal set for your life, and it is written in the Bible and in the Koran. That goal is to make that life meet the source, its creator. Now, here we are, thinking Less of ourselves. But the minister starts. By telling us. The value of our life. And giving us. The idea or giving us the direction. That we should go. Hmm. He says, you should look. At the Quran. Y'all didn't hear me. This book. Is the word. Of Allah. But it is not. The word of Allah just given to Muhammad 1400 years ago, peace and blessing be upon him, and then he hides it behind his back and we never hear about it again. It is a word given to Muhammad, but it's given to Muhammad for the world. And every Muslim has a duty and a responsibility to study this word because this word gives us guidance. This word gives us direction. This this word will console us. This word will describe for us our mission, our work, the struggle. It tells us what to say. It tells us what to do. It tells us how to go here, how to go there. It tells us where to stay from. It is a word that is a revelation from God to guide a human being that has fallen off the path of God. So, if we've fallen off the path of God, then every morning we should wake up reading the roadmap to get back on the path of God because all praise is due to Allah. If we learn the book, and we take on the mind that is in the book. We are not taking on the mind of Muhammad, uh, of fourteen hundred years ago. We are taking on the mind of Allah. Then he says, "Go to the Bible." Okay, we're gonna we gonna get it. Oh boy, y'all all right? It's so it's so much. The minister. It's describing for us how to meet with God. Now, how many of us wouldn't want a meeting with God? Well, you know, I've been waiting to meet you. I'm so glad you showed up today. I got some things I want to sit down and talk to you about. But that's not the real meeting with God. The minister says, to meet with means, listen to this word, it's in quotation, to join the essence of your being to the essence of the originator of all of this life to meet with, to join with, that is the predetermined goal of human life. Now if we wanna meet with God, Mm -hmm. you and I, some of us, some of us don't. We have a natural attraction, male to female, that right? Some of us don't. Some of us don't. It's okay. We won't. We won't do no confessions today. It's okay. And when you wanna meet her, oh man, brother, you start finding out if you if you're smart what she likes. Oh, you like poetry. Let's go to the poetry spot. Am I right? I remember the young FOI, man, you know how we put the chairs together for the Mars meeting, and the the young MGT would be watching, and man, I'd try to carry 10 chairs. (laughs) I would come over in the corner with my 10 chairs, and and they go, what? Because you wanted to meet. <clears throat> and when you want to meet the man, you want to meet the woman, it becomes your goal. It becomes your exclusive objective. And when you're able to meet with them and you're able to have the conversation, you stay up all night on the phone. You sleep? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, you sleep? No, I'm, I'm up. And you, you <laughs> Sister Ray, <Raina. laughs> because just the sound of their voice in your ear gives you joy. To be able to walk, sometimes I'm walking and I'm headed someplace and I stick my hand out so my wife can grab my hand. And when she grabs my hand, I feel a little bit more powerful, Brother Seth. Walk a little bit straighter. Chest, stick out a little bit more. Because when you're with someone that you love, when you're with someone that you want to meet, that you want to be with, that you want to spend your life with, when that meeting takes place, when that union takes place, there's joy, there's peace, there's happiness in that union. Well, then what is it like to meet with God? Oh, man, y'all all right? All right. The minister's laying it out. He talks about it. He said, when you marry, that doesn't mean you're united. Okay, married people. <laughs> it's soon to be married and want to be married. He said, it doesn't mean you're united. He said, what that means is that your intention to unite has been sanctified in the presence of witnesses. Hmm. You have intended to come together as one, but it takes days. Is it days? Weeks. If you're talking about being with another human being, the minister said it takes years of struggle. Yeah, I don't hear me. You get married to a person, I ain't gonna get myself in trouble, but all of us have experienced what I'm about to say if you ever been married. You think you know, but they change. You find out habits. I remember we were counseling a couple and the sister said, well, the brother used my toothbrush and I mean, she was bothered, and he said, well, we kissed. <laughs> but it was, it was something about his upbringing and her upbringing, and it meant two different things. And that's, that's, that's a lightweight example, but here's a struggle now with you as an individual human being. And then when you reach a certain point in life, my wife is not the same at all. Uh, c- as she was when we first got married, I was al- almost about to say her age. But she she wasn't the same as the young. Oh, I think? <laughs> <laughs> I hated, brother. Ahead, she matured. She changed over the years. Did I say it right, Sister Aisha? I may have married a a little uh, girl that may have not had experience in life as I was a young man that didn't have experience in life. But as life goes on and your wishes and your desires and your dreams, you don't want to just sit, brother, she don't want to just have children all day long, every single year, being pregnant year after year. Now, I may have found that out late. (coughs) But it was a struggle. This woman had to be patient with me. A lot of patience. The minister says, but it takes years of struggle to overcome the problems that keep male and female, which are made by God to be together as one. it takes years of struggle to become one. But when you become one, there is joy and peace in that union. Ain't that beautiful? He goes on to say, the greatest goal of life is to meet with or to form a perfect union with almighty God, Allah. When there is a perfect union with God, and when we become one with our creator, then the attributes of God come right across your own personality and character so that we become one with the source of life so that when you see the person, you are actually looking at God. Did you hear that? So if he's beneficent, you become beneficent. If he's merciful, you become merciful. Merciful. If Allah is forgiven, you become forgiven. It's that your being, your your life, your existence now. People don't have to look far to find God because now when you and I become one with God, when they look at us, they see God in us. Allah appeared in the persons of Master Farad Muhammad. Y'all hear me? But he didn't just come to appear in his person. He came so that the person of Allah could appear in your person. I mean, I could not imagine the joy it would be to actually be around brothers and sisters who was striving every day. Oh, I can't imagine it. To reflect the spirit in the mind of God. How are we to be to one another? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, the hereafter for my followers, it when? Now. Now. So if the hereafter for the followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is now, then are we followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? We should be. And if we are striving to be that, then we are producing the hereafter. We are no longer waiting for heaven when we die. I just want you to think about that. Because for thousands of years, <coughs> this enemy, this Caucasian, can I call him a devil? We had a, a, a guest, uh, one of our sisters that's in the LOC, she seen the FOI. She came when Brother Nuri spoke. She said, I like the discipline of the FOI, I don't know I've been around for a while, but anyway, um, (laughs) she said (laughs) I want him to come down to the Mars. I thought, oh, that's great. She said, when can I drop him off? I said, wait a minute. (laughs) But she brought the little brother and he sat, I think he's four years old, and he left and he went back to his father and he told his father, we gonna build a world with nothing but black people. Then he said, and no white people. <laughs> his father called his mother and said, what did he hear down? I said, we did not teach the white man with the devil that day. <laughs> but the idea, the concept, In the mind of a child. Hear the word, they back playing around. They fidgeting around in their sleep or in their seat, but they hear the word, and the word puts the idea and the concept in their mind. That I can produce a world of peace with just my people. Hmm. We talking about. <clears throat> I believe. The minister said, if you can become one with the Creator, join with him in a perfect union, which is a great struggle, then his attributes, his own unique personality will impress itself. I want you to hear this, will impress itself upon you. And his own being will come across your being so that you die and he lives in you and through you. When they see you, they see him. For you are in him and he is in you. Then he said, this is what is meant in the scripture by the transfiguration of Jesus. The transfiguration of Jesus of the mount, it didn't pl- take place in a valley. It never does. You have to go up in the mount. Why? Because the climb, a, to climb a mountain tests your will. Man. Y'all all right? <laughs> we are going through struggles in our life. It's not easy to try to be righteous in this wicked world. Everywhere you look, there's clashing of the two worlds. I've seen the arguments on social media. Y'all seen Sierra, Russell, what is his name, Russ? His wife. And she had this sheer dress on. And it's the debate start taking place on whether or not she should dress like this. And some said she should and others said this is oppression. Tell a woman how to dress, sister you all oppressed. Y'all don't look oppressed. To have a woman cover up. Hear women arguing with women, not with men about the idea of a woman covering herself so that men won't lust after her. Here's a sister, she's a singer, she's an entertainer, but we're not talking about her song, we're talking about her breast and her buttocks. Clashing of the worlds. Politicians going after each other. Pulling up the filth of each other and then feeding it to the people. So that now gossip and slander is a million-dollar industry. The clashing of war, worlds. This struggle. To be righteous, to struggle to take on the attributes of God when you show mercy and you show kindness and you show forgiveness. People thinking you're weak. When in fact you are overlooking the ignorance of our people. Clashing of worlds. It's an uphill struggle. But we can't run from the uphill struggle because the uphill struggle, the climbing of the mount, the minister said, transfigures us. How are you going to be a God if you don't have will? How are you going to be a God when you don't have heart to challenge Those who would make you afraid to tell the truth, make you afraid to live the truth, make you afraid to live as a righteous human being in a wicked world, we succumb to the pressure of the world if we run from the struggle, if we run from the challenge, then we turn away from the process that is gonna make us gods today. And you cannot be an ordinary human being and deal with this world today. You have to be an extraordinary human being to overcome this world today which means you got to have a personal relationship with God himself. We got to be connected not to God in the, in the simple sense. We got to be connected to God at our essence, at our root, when ain't nobody around. Y'all all right? <sighs> We're not going to get through this. <laughs> He said to climb a mountain, test your will. It tests your heart, test your endurance. Woo! Test all of the fibers of your being. So when you reach the summit, not the summit of a mountain, but the summit of life's struggle, when you become one with your creator, then you can absolutely have his figure come across you. Now, let me say something. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was speaking from this rostrum. And I was going through my own personal struggle. Sometimes when you decide to do something for God, in God, people misunderstand you. And in the misunderstanding, they challenge you. They may even oppose you. I'm listening to Minister Farquh while I'm going through my struggle and I'm, I'm being, this is a true confession. I'm on my way out the doors. And the minister, well, let me back up. Brother Jabril is sitting there. The minister is here. Now, I'm going through my struggle, and I go to Brother Jabril. I say, well, Brother Jabril, this is happening. Okay. I say, and then this happened. And then this happened, and this happened, and then that happened. What you got to, what, what, what should I do? He said, brother, he, if you know, brother, he was stern. He said, I can tell, brother, you haven't been studying the scripture. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? He said, everything you said, brother, is in the Bible and the Holy Quran. Go back to the mob. He couldn't have heard anything I said. He couldn't, he couldn't. Clearly, I didn't explain myself, right? Maybe I need to write him a letter, right? (laughs) (coughs) I heard him, but I didn't hear him, I'm just being real. I came to the mosque, and the minister started talking about his struggle. (coughs) His struggle. I said, whew. I couldn't even say nothing, I said, oh my God. I said, if he can go through that and I can't go through this, and what kind of Muslim am I? And the tears start coming down my eye. Now I'm telling you, if you and I decide that we are going to do the work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, under the leadership of the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan, I can guarantee you that every manner of opposition that God can muster up, y'all didn't hear me, every ounce of opposition that Allah can muster up, every opponent he can find, he gonna turn them on you because he wanna know it have you to understand what's the fiber of your own heart. Because you and I can't be weak today and carry on the work and the mission of God. Here the Honorable Minister Lewis Farcon is speaking. And his insides have been eaten up from these radiated seeds. It was not by accident. But God had to know what kind of man he was going to put in front of the people. And if that man can teach us in pain, if he can travel all around the world in pain to teach the word of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to lift the world of humanity up, that tells you something of the type of human being we have to become. Because it ain't on Farrakhan, it's not on Farrakhan by himself. You said, my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah. And Allah will call us on that because we are going up against Satan himself. Ain't no other people, organization, group, club, whatever you name, there's no other that can face down Satan like we who are in the nation of Islam. Y'all all all right? Okay. Hmm. He says, "The Quran says, when you meet with God, you become a soul at rest." And it says, "Oh soul, that is at rest. How you gonna be at rest?" With all this opposition, with all this struggle, it means, I believe, from what I've understood of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, excuse me, that's given to us by Minister Farquhar, that you know God is with you. And no matter what comes, Allah is with you. I care what it looked like? You've had it. <gasps> My rent is due. I don't know how I'm gonna make this rent. (laughs) The brother shook his head. (laughs) Can I tell y'all a story? One time, I owed, because of certain circumstances, maybe about $6,000 in back rent. It's just a true story. Laying in the bed next to my wife. She said, well, I think we should start packing this stuff up because we're going to have to leave in the morning. I said, we ain't packing nothing up. I said, somebody's going to call us and give us the money. And went to sleep. I I didn't even look. She She probably had made the determination he crazy. Man, he it lost his mind. But well, my word is born to our The next morning, somebody called. I said, brother, we had a long conversation. You know how you talking to somebody who really want to talk about something else? I didn't tell him what was going on. I'm, brother, oh, praise, to everything good, brother. Oh, yeah. He said, brother, I'm just going to say, it. I heard you in a bind. I said, yeah, yeah. He said, how much money do you need? I said, six times He said, How much, when you need it? I said, by 10 o'clock. It was 7 o'clock in the morning. He said, well, I can't get it to you by 10 o'clock. He said, but if you hold off, I can get it to you by Friday. And he came Friday, and I would think I was at work wherever I was. And my wife, he gave the money. He met my wife because I wasn't there, and gave her the envelope, and we paid the rent. <laughs> If you put your trust in Allah and you do good and you do right and you help wherever you can. I was talking to, y'all all right? yes, sir. I was talking to Brother Halim, student minister. I said, brother, I'm just being honest with y'all. It's a struggle for me to come back to the mom. Sometimes you come and people look at you funny. Some of y'all Where well, he teaching on Wednesday night? Like, been out here with the papers or nothing. <laughs> people treat you so bad sometimes. You just come in humble. And he sent me a message. He said, "Brother, I was reading closing the gap." and I thought about you. And it was the story of Joseph. And Joseph's brothers had sold him into slavery, threw him in the bottom of a well and sold him into slavery. Joseph went through hell, man. And then here come his brothers, (laughs) needing his help. The Quran says, That if we are wrong, we have a right to retaliate. He said we can return like for like. That's the Quran. But it says a kind word. And forgiveness is better. Are you upset that somebody didn't give you the greetings? Might have looked at you a little funny. You might have heard a little something they said about you, but the Quran says. Not you say, the Quran says. Not your anger, not your pain, not your hurt, not nothing that you've been through. The Quran says. Allah said, if you want to be like me. Yeah, I'm a just God, I'm a God of war. And I got the right to kill everything on this planet. But I'm off returning to mercy, I'm forgiving. So you can return like for like, but a kind word and forgiveness is better for your believing brother and sister. And the minister said that if you do good, how do you overcome jealousy? How do you come overcome envy? Do good. He said, do good and to your good, benefit those that are jealous and envy and the goodness that you do, Allah will turn their hearts. Amen. Ain't a lot of class on that one. I'm on, I hear you. Bro. I'm gonna get that as soon as I get a chance. I'm gonna <laughs> tripping them when they coming to 34. <laughs> okay, y'all alright? I'm not going to get you this. He says, "O oh soul that is at rest, well pleased with thy Lord and thy Lord, well pleased with thee. When you reach that point in your development, when you have improved and developed to the point where you are a soul that is no longer fighting, no longer struggling, but you have reached a goal and the soul is at rest. You are well pleased with God and God is well pleased with you. That's the goal. But to reach this goal, there's a struggle at every stage after overcoming one stage. Oh, I got to do that one. <laughs> I, you know, I've learned since I used to say, was next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a fighter. When you fighting, as you advance in the fight game, your opponents become harder and harder. You don't get a eat. I mean, you can do that. I mean, sometimes they fix it like that. But if you go through the proper way, your opponents become more and more difficult to beat. But that's how we know who the champion is. Because if you can whoop him and him and him, you're a bad dude. <clears throat> but we got another one. And if you beat this one, you're the baddest. God wants champions today. All right. He says, after overcoming one stage, there's ease to build you up. For the next stage of struggle, this is the path to God and this is the path to self improvement. Y'all all all right? Yes, sir. Boy, boy, boy. (sighs) In the Christian context, Jesus Christ is the supreme example. Why is Jesus the supreme example? Jesus is the supreme example because he's not a prophet. In the classical sense of that name, he is the master of prophets. He comes not as a star of God, but the star of God. For in Jesus is a witness, not that God is coming, but that God is present. Jesus becomes the supreme example. I want y'all to hear what I'm saying. I'm, to help Allah, we're going to try to do it. Hear what we're saying about Jesus. Jesus becomes the supreme example because he's not moonlight, but he is the actual sunlight or the light of the world. So Jesus gives man a glimpse of his potential. Jesus is not here for you to worship him. He is here for you to follow his example that where he is, you may be. Meaning that what he has become, you also can become if you follow that path. Now here all our lives when we were in the church, we heard about Jesus. Here's a man that they stopped and started time over again, over his life and the example of his life. Here's a man that he said, whenever you see me, you are looking at the Father. Well, Muslims, we don't have to look back 2,000 years to find Jesus. We're living under Jesus today. We're under the example and the guidance of the Jesus of the modern day and the modern time. Fulfilling the scripture, Farrakhan is Jesus. Listen now, listen. And it is not for us to worship the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It is for us to follow his example and become like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The Honorable Minister Lewis Farquhar is that one that's going to form Christ in the people. Well, what people? Is somebody over <laughs> Is somebody down the street or around the corner? It's you, Miles number 32. It's you, Nation of Islam. The mystery has been revealed. Oh, I got excited page up pretty far here. Hmm. He is the perfect example of human potential. Therefore, he should be shown to men. Not as some being that is out there in space that we can never attain. That's the wrong way to preach Jesus. If you make Jesus acceptable he becomes reachable did y'all hear that yes, mm. he becomes reachable but if you put him out there on a cloud nine saying jesus is the lord jesus is master jesus has control over the forces of nature and you don't show every human being that he was born of a woman and came through the vicissitudes of life just like you He struggled and overcame. And the last test that he had to overcome was death. Not this death that you were thinking about. I'll get to that later. But he overcame death to give us an example of how death is to be overcome. Now listen, you have you and I have to overcome death. Some of us suffer from spiritual death. We can go through things in our lives that can turn the light off in our mind. Well, we can't even pick up the words. Some of us, I can't, I heard some of us say, I just... I don't even know. I could read the Quran, brother. I said, does it open? (coughs) If you pick it up and it opens, read it. Here we are. Muslims. I've been guilty of this. We going through something. We turn on Netflix. We have watched every episode and every season. And it was 12 seasons with 20 episodes. But but, we, we, but, but this is our comfort now. I'm going to ask you some, a question if, if Allah permits and we get to it. But this is our comfort. Not the word. Not the supreme wisdom. Not the Quran. Not the, just pick up the final call. Just read the article. And if we're going This pathway, spiritual death, is on us. And if you're spiritually dead, you can't produce life. You can't sustain, we can't sustain our own life if we don't feed the spirit. Well, yeah, the seed of God has been planted, but has it been watered? Well, yeah, the seed of God has been planted, but are we letting weeds grow up to choke out the new life? There has to be a constant and consistent effort on the part of every believer to maintain their spiritual life. Because it can be taken from you quickly and swiftly. Before you even realize that you're dead, you're already in the grave. And we start seeing the darkness on your face. You start losing your glow. You start losing your discipline. You start losing your desire to be around the believer and the righteous. And you said something wrong with them, but it's really something wrong with you and them. But if you got life in you, then you can come among the dead and you can raise dead people to life. Because that's what the master did. Mm. He overcame death. To give us an example of how death is to be overcome. But once you get to a certain point, you are out there. It is like an astronaut going out in space. I mean, brother those first few minutes, they're rough. When they reach the ceiling of gravity where there's pure fire, they are going through fire. You're going through fire. we going through fire. And they have the heat shield around them, but it's rough. But when they get out in space, they've gotten out of the pool of the gravity of spear. Then they're smooth sailing, but getting out there, that's the test. We trying to get out of the pool of the gravitation of this world. Yes, yeah. You living in the food swamp? Y'all know what the food, food swamp is, right? A food swamp is when you got Wendy's, and McDonald's, and Burger King, and Kentucky Fried, Rock- <coughs> and they are oh, they everywhere. And it's you, driving. And that pool pull, is pulling on you. And now you at churches. <laughs> I'm just gonna get, you know what? I'm gonna get the, uh, the okra. <clears throat> I'm not gonna get that chicken, brother. <laughs> I'm just gonna get the okra. <laughs> well, maybe I get a biscuit. I'm gonna get the okra and the biscuit. <laughs> you get away that time, next time, ah, oh, hell, I might as well get the whole meal, right? <clears throat> Struggling with your one meal a day, start struggling with eating the right food. Then here come the sister. Hey, brother, you out there, we talked about it last week. You out there with your final call, shaking. <laughs> sister they ain't got no clothes on. We talking about Sierra, Sierra everywhere. Everywhere I see, I see a Sierra. You understand what I'm saying? You're, you're struggling. Here yeah, that brother is, sister, he oh yeah. You, you Muslim? Oh Muslim women are good women. I just can I my lock them, like them sister. Then <laughs> <laughs> here he comes, he got them long dreadlocks. Oh y'all like, like y'all know what I'm talking about. Them locks laying all out, yeah. <laughs> he on the basketball court, sweating and the locks flaking everywhere. And, you like you like you watching a Tyler Perry movie. You, oh my God. The world pulling on us. Oh, sister, well, you know, we we, we gonna get married. You know, we we must you know, don't you know, want nobody to know it's just between you, and me, and our law. Well, brother, if it's just between you, me, and our law. Oh, man. We trying to get out of the gravitational pull of this world, and it's pulling on us every single day. But if we can get through the fire, and we can get to space, I was gonna say something. I'm gonna read this. Y'all all right? Praise be to our Lord. He said. You know, when I was in church, we used to sing a song at Easter time in the Episcopal church. So I don't know (coughs) how they do it in the Baptist church, but it went like this. The strife is over, the battle is done. The victory of life is won all glory to the risen son, hallelujah. And the minister said, I sang that song as a Christian, but I understand it better today as a Muslim. All praises due to Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Y'all alright? Now what do we need to do? Are we familiar with the term pedagogy? Y'all know that term? Now I'm going to give y'all something else. The first thing we started with, we talked about the Quran, right? We talked about the Self-Approving Study Guide, I hope you're writing this down. I'm giving you, by law, great tools. Now, there's something else that some of you may not have. I have it. I'll send it to you if you ask me. You send me your email address. It's called the Commissioner's Workbook. You all remember that? That was a long time ago. This is when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan commissioned a group of believers and later, brought all of us on board for the atonement commission for the nation of Islam. You all remember that? Yes. <coughs> Go to YouTube and I want you to look up a lecture the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan gave called Making His Word Bomb. Making His Word Bomb. In that lecture, <coughs> the minister mentions a section that's in the Atonement Commission workbook called The Pedagogy. It's called, one second. The Pedagogy of the Nation of Islam, the Education of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And he said, that's a deep chapter well, when he said that, I said, I'm gonna pull mine out and go read the chapter. Right, it's chapter 15. Pedagogy is the art or science of teaching that underlines the process of education. It is based on the understanding that it is one thing to know something, but altogether a different thing to know how to teach it to someone who does not know. Pedagogy is the science and art of how to teach other what one knows. It says the pedagogy of Master Farad Muhammad was so effective that in a period of 40 to 41 months, the mind of Elijah Muhammad had been transformed largely into the mind of Master Farad Muhammad. In order for that to happen, Master Farad Muhammad had to know his own mind had been built or how his own mind had been built and duplicate that in a reliable way in the mind of another man, Elijah Poole, a Detroit Negro at the time. What does this involve? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said Master Farah Muhammad gave him the titles of 104 books to study. Most of the books were on the life of Prophet Muhammad, and he said the best book he was given to study was the Holy Quran. What made this the appropriate course of study? It was appropriate for the mission or the assignment that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had been given. Y'all with me? Additionally, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad stated that Master Friar Muhammad taught him day and night for a period of 40 or 41 months. This strong personal relationship between the teacher and the student also facilitated the transfer of knowledge between the Honorable Elijah Muhammad And his teacher. Now what is our relationship with our teacher? Have we committed ourselves to the study? At some point we have to reflect the mind of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. At some point we have to reflect the mind of the Honorable Minister Louis Farcon and that is going to mean for us that we develop a relationship with their mind. And we cannot develop develop a relationship with the mind of these two men if we don't read and study their words, study their example, study their life. Very few people have engaged in such a concentrated study as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The immersion of oneself in a specific area of study is very unique. It is even more unique when a wise mentor guides that process as well. Few people have committed themselves to a mission that demands a concentrated study. But this is the pedagogical process of the nation of Islam. You can't get into the nation of Islam if you don't study. You have to memorize your lessons. Not 85%, not 87%. Oh, you got a 99, who who recited and got a 99% right and became a registered Muslim? Raise your hand right now. Y'all ain't going to fall for that? It says 100%. So that's the study that we have to commit ourselves to. And we sat there day and night. Before we even got the lesson, we were writing that letter. Uh, (laughs) Because we wanted to be a part of the nation of Islam. And then we sent our little letter off, and who, who, and boy, you got that letter in the mail, and it had the Nation of Islam, the flag of Islam on it, and you broke it under, and said, congratulations. You said, oh my god, oh my god, I got, you had not even recited yet. <laughs> then you sat, day and night. Who was the original man? <laughs> Asiatic black man. Let me make it on it. <laughs> and you learned them lessons and you came out of the office and we said, Allah, whack okay. New fruit, new MGT, Allah, whack And we walk out behind right into the mob and put all our study down. The pedagogy of the nation of Islam. A group who studies the mind of God right. to become God. Why would we put that study down? Don't you wanna be like Elijah Muhammad? Yes, Don't you wanna be like the Honorable Minister Louis Vargas? Huh? Yes, don't you want to be like Master Bharat Muhammad? Yes, sir. We can't get there unless we commit ourselves to the study. Just be on your job. Every moment you get between emails. 15 minute break, that's right. The message to black men, all right. On page one, I'm gonna start over one day. I was with Brother Jabria. It was funny at the time. But <clears throat> he said, brother, <laughs> when the last time you read Mr. the Black Man? A hundred years ago? And everybody in the room started laughing. I did not think that was funny. <laughs> they cracked up, but it was quite a while since I read Mr. the Black Man. When the last time you read Mr. the Black Man? When the last time we read How to Eat to Live, Our Savior Had the Ride, Fall of America. <coughs> okay, I'm not trying to make us feel bad. I'm trying to remind us of something. Okay. It says, few people have committed themselves to a mission that uh, that demands a concentrated study, but this is the pedagog- 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 pedagogical process of the Nation of Islam, and it is the way the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was educated. The interplay between mentor, student, concentrated study, and commitment to an assignment or mission is the process of education not only for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad but also the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. This is the process of replicating the mind of one person into another person. These elements reveal the way to fulfill Apostle Paul's command, let this mind be in you, the same that is in Christ Jesus, only the challenge of fulfilling a mission or achieving an enormous goal can bring out the best of what has been absorbed through a concentrated study and proper mentoring. In fact, it is the challenge of fulfilling the mission that ultimately reveals the capacity of the student. Who can doubt? Who can doubt the identity of a man when his outcome or results reveal who he is? You know a tree by the fruit it bears, and you know a man or woman by his or her works. And then it gives us some questions. It says, is there any study you have devoted yourself to? If so, what? Take that study. Do you have a mentor? Have you ever had a mentor? How did your mentor assist you? I'm giving you practical things. What were the results of your study and work? Your accomplishment, A goal or a mission? It, it, no, don't answer uh, to tell nobody. Tell yourself. What study? Cause some might not have an answer, and it's okay. What study will you aid in? That what study will aid in that effort? And how many books have you read? How many in a specific area? Will you consider setting a goal for yourself and embarking on a course of study? Will you? Will you? Y'all fell asleep. <laughs> I know I start reading, People go to sleep when you read, right? Have you read all the books of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? The Holy Quran, The Supreme Wisdom? What is the legacy of knowledge that has been handed down to the nation of Islam? What pedagogical system do we possess and does it enable us to receive and pass on to others what what has been given to us? How do we demonstrate this work? Oh. Man, y'all all right? Yes, I got nine minutes. We have a lesson in supreme wisdom. It is eleven. You are familiar with that lesson? Yeah? Have you not learned that your word shall be bond regardless of whom or what? Yes, my word is bond, and bond is life, and I will give my life hmm, before my word shall fail. Well, what is the word that we gave? I'm going to close with this. We as a nation have done well. We have studied the word of God and we have spread that word of God to every, just about every area of the earth you can hardly go a place where the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad have not been heard. As I said earlier, we have produced some of the best preachers of the word of God. But our preaching the word and teaching the word is not the limit of our work. We said that we wanted a nation of our own. Is that right? We have a flag representing freedom, justice, and equality. It is the flag of Islam. We do not call ourselves the club of Islam. We do not call ourselves the sorority of Islam. We are not the organization of Islam. We are the nation of Islam. And if we are the nation of Islam, it is the duty of the citizens of the nation of Islam to involve ourselves in the process of producing a nation. It is not just our duty to study, understand the word so that we can recite the word and sound deep and powerful and that's wonderful. But it's our duty to learn and practice the word the same way we seen Elijah Muhammad practice the word. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad bought farmland. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad entered us into international trade and commerce. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad opened up schools. He opened up businesses. He produced for us everything that we need. The nation of Islam became a self-sustaining ecosystem and we didn't have to go outside of our nation to get nothing. So our duty, our praise is due to Allah. Our, our duty and our responsibility today We got all these babies, but we don't got a school to send them to. A sister asked me, she said, well, I want to learn how to preach like the ministers of the nation of Islam. But we don't have a seminary school of our own, for lack of a better term, to send those of us who want to learn how to preach the word. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We have to now have the mindset that if we eat, we got land to grow food. If we can pay off the mortgage for a building and raise almost $50,000 in one day, what excuse do we have that we're not buying up every piece of land in this city? Growing food. Oh, I don't want to clap on that. Well, you know, your brother, he's been out here working, by the grace of Allah, trying to make the minister's word bond ain't my word, ain't my identity, it ain't my ministry. This is the idea of Minister Farrakhan. And I've never went in front of anybody and not told them it's the idea and the thought and the brainchild of Minister Lewis Farrakhan. That we establish ministries, ministries designed to serve the needs of our people. Our people need justice. And we need the establishment of justice in our communities. Our people need defense. And we can look on the news and see a little black boy who went to do some work down in Mississippi. Spearing for his life, running for his life, don't find him. But when you find him, his head is severed from his body. Who's going to defend the black man? F.O.I. The name given to the military training of the men who belong to Islam in North America. Well, we have to take charge of our posts. Since is it to live in a city if you don't plan to conquer the city? It is not in the history of the Muslim where the Muslims have went anywhere and not conquered that land with Islam. We have a legacy to live up to. Y'all all all right? We should have businesses for Muslims. We put the bean pie at the bookstore and people come to the bookstore looking for the bean pie. So bean pie is a business. We have to think now. How do we get ourselves and our people out of this condition as we watch the world of the white man fall? What well, are we waiting on the, for the banks to collapse with your money in it? We like to be entertained. But I have to challenge us. Because I know what this word can do. That we can take this word and give it to people who ain't accepted the teachings fully. Who don't believe in Master Farad Muhammad. But our belief is strong enough. That with the word and with the vision of the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar. We can produce. And if we are able to produce his vision. Then it makes us. The apple of the eye of our people. You don't have to sit there and convince them of the rightness of your argument if your argument is producing. I want an apple. I had to go to the grocery store and get an apple. I'm not arguing with Walmart about their religious belief. I don't even know where religion owner Walmart is. I just know he got apples. I like apples. I like apple juice. So I go to Walmart and get me some apples and some apple juice. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was practical. He understood the needs of our people and produced them. He even understood what we would need when he was absent and he produced it for us. Now our job is not to be the spectators of Minister Farrakhan. Y'all ain't, boy. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> but it, 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 our job is not to be Farrakhan's spectators. Our job is to look at the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan and study him, <clears throat> listen to what he's asking for, And develop the ideas and the means with the talents that we have that produces what he's looking for. It ain't nobody that's going to come to save us. We have to save ourselves. All this experience, all this knowledge, all this wisdom that we have, we don't have an excuse today. Our people don't know the direction to go, but we do. I seen a brother's my clothing point. I seen a brother, (laughs) he was defending the Jews. I can't believe I'm not for the political correctness. Okay, brother, well, what you about to say? I can't believe we allowing these attacks. On the Jewish people is nothing else but hate. Silly Negroes who don't even know who their enemy is. You think that we gonna leave our people to be guided by that kind of mind? Everywhere we go. Yeah. <laughs> we don't make no friends. But we gonna tell the truth. We met with the NFL, this is my closing point, and a bunch of knee-bending Negroes. And we told them, what's wrong with you? That you give away your power to your enemy. That you would stand at the table of this rich man and beg him for crumbs. And be happy when he tell you, stand on the side, we'll talk to you later. We don't need them. But the only group that has proven the example that we don't need the white man is the nation of Islam. You are the only group that has proven that. You are the only group that has survived the constant and consistent attack of a beast day and night you survive. And in the face of your enemy, you are victorious. There's no other group that's done that. You got to have a certain pride in your Islam. You got to walk tall with your Islam. Okay, well, I'm going to close. How y'all feeling? There's more that I had to share, but time is on us. But I just pray to Allah that he allows some of what has been shared tonight to inspire you and I to go back. Study this word and use it to guide our life. Don't say you're too young, I came into the nation of Islam when I was 16 years old and made the commitment to this teachings. There ain't no age limit on this. But once you decide, Allah will bless us and show us what it is that's hidden in us that we could do for the development of our people. All of us should be finding something that we can do to develop our people and change their condition. And then you should come and you should present that. You don't have to get on a roster and teach. That's no. That's 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 okay. That's that's nice. It's, you know, people clap. You know, you feel man. Oh, I gave a good talk, didn't I, baby? <laughs> No, there's much work for us to do to save our people from their condition. I will close by saying this. The thing that drove me personally to work towards the nine ministries and the development of these or 10 ministries is I remember the labor of delivering a message, if it's true, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar, and they said that this work would be talking about developing these ministries would be the greatest work that we would do since the coming of Master Farad Muhammad. He said that through this work, we would be showing our people how to work out their own salvation. Preaching is good. Preaching is inspirational. Teaching helps. But then we have to become doers of the word. And it's in the doing of the word that the most power lies. May Allah bless you all. I leave you as I came in Greenworth's peace. by name <laughs> I didn't get any instructions on what to do next, Sister Aisha. <laughs> So brother has the charity basket. So we're gonna pass the charity basket. <coughs> and if you can give whatever you wanna give, they said I should have a question and answer period. I do remember that, but it's nine o'clock. Nine oh six. So, you know, y'all wanna ask a couple of questions? Is that okay? Anybody got a question? Yes, ma'am? There he is, P E, P E D O G, Sister Erin, can you help me spell pedagogy? P E D O G. Y'all got it? Google, Google will help. My mind is not my, that I failed on the first question, brother Haleen. You told me you'd be here to help me, and the first question was how you spell pedagogy. Matter of fact, hold on, I got to redeem myself and bring our student minister. Up. Can I can I redeem myself really really quick? It's really really quick. I just want to tell the sister how to spell this. <laughs> put my glasses on <laughs> and put my password in. All right. She got it. Praise Beachroy Allah. Can we please receive our student minister, student minister Haleen Muhammad, we want to applaud. Thank you.